getting ready to leave on a trip for Russia with our church's worship team, we were bringing some equipment that included wireless microphones. Just before I left, I found out that such equipment was not allowed into Russia. As I left, I asked my wife to call the consulate in Moscow and get some information. She spent most of the night in frustration trying to bridge language barriers and red tape. In the end, she never did get the answers I needed, and we were heading for customs unprepared. It was like that dream you've had where you're trying to do some simple task, but your body just won't let you. Sometimes, we get so caught up in what we consider to be urgent, that we lose sight of the forest because of all the trees in the way. We're seeing America, getting caught up in that in 2020 as the election draws near. It's time to step back and get some clear perspective on what's really urgent, and what is merely important. Life Journeys Today with Terry Hardica is going to talk about an amazing experience, that each one of us can have with God, when anxiety comes calling. When we arrived in Moscow, it was well after midnight and I was concerned if our equipment would get confiscated, or worse. As we walked through the dimly lit Cherimitiva walkways to customs, guards were carefully eyeing us. It was easy, for we were about the only ones going through the checkpoint, but I guess the custom agents were tired and just passed us all through without checking anything, and so went the whole trip. Lots of problems, but nothing to worry about. It seems that often the devil would like nothing better than to get us so distracted that we miss the very thing needed most. It's very much like the week I just had. Everything, every simple thing, seemed contested. Now it came to pass, the Bible says, as they went, that he entered into a village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about with much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Ask her to come and help me. Martha, the Bible says, was cumbered, meaning to be driven or overly occupied mentally, she couldn't give it a rest or chill out. She would so drill down on something that it made her incredibly anxious. To her, the need was to get the table clean, the coffee fresh, and make sure the floor was spotless, figure out how to make the bread better, cook the meat just right, and to make sure the windows were perfectly clean. Jesus answered and said to Martha, You're careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary— and Mary has chosen the good part, and I'm not going to take that from her. Can you somehow imagine with me what it must have been like to be hungry for God, worn out for the need of answers, perhaps as to why this year is so hard, and then realize God is sitting in your living room? And he looks nothing like Morgan Freeman, by the way. Is there any comprehension whatsoever how anyone would be so preoccupied with this life that he'd have to have the table set just right, wash the windows, get the best cream for the coffee, when God is right there? I suppose we could compare them to people who do a lot of ministry things, or they do a lot of people-pleasing things to impress. But just imagine the creator of the stars you marvel at night 
the author of the sunset, the one who was called the bright and morning star, whose glorified face would melt iron. He's in your house. What would one do but sit before him in total awe? All the questions you asked would not be answered in some vague, still small voice where you weren't sure if that was you or God. Wouldn't you want your full gaze, your complete attention and thoughts and feelings to be zeroed in on Him? And He is in your house. He is talking to you. You are about to serve God your morning's bakery. If this were to happen to you over the rest of your years, I'm sure you would recall every nuance of his expression, every inflection of his voice, and you'd rehearse his every glance until the day you died. Here's the one looking at you who had you in his heart and had a plan for your existence before the world ever began. He made you knew you before you were born, and his thoughts about you were more numerous than the sand on the seashore. He saw every stumble of your foot, every tear you would shed, and every fear. And he not only knew what to do for you, but he also saw how you would fail, and how his heart would carry your every sorrow. And his great desire was to come over and tell you personally, I want to be your brother. Imagine some more with me the joy of listening to a father with such love, such knowledge of us, and wisdom. What comfort to believe his every word and not worry about him being right or not questioning his motives. You know that everything you hear from him will be exactly what works for you. You're loved and you feel it deeply because what he tells you comes from such a deep understanding of exactly what you're feeling and what you want and need. You know that He knows you fully, every motive, and even the ones that you're not aware of. What a feeling of peace and love and awesomeness to have Him moving in and out of your soul with such calm, considerate knowledge. That is a level of love deeply longed for to be known because someone cares to know you like that. When we say, Jesus loves you, it's more than him having a warm feeling for you when he thinks of it. His love is to know you through and through in a grand fellowship of thoughts, desires, and hopes. He's taking time with you. You see, giving others time is one of the best things, the best ways that we can love them. It's us spending our lives on someone. Just having Jesus, the God of the universe and eternity, in your house, spending time with you is about the most amazing thing that could happen. One day, a long way from here and now, you'll be sitting on the veranda of your mansion and you'll see Jesus coming up the walk just to sit with you for a while. That'll be the best of heaven for that is why He has called you home. He wants us, you see, to be with Him, not just to see His stuff, His cool things in heaven, but to be together forever. You see, Jesus made you to love you. Let's keep that at the front of all that we think is so important, shall we? By the time this week ended, I told my wife that I was on the very edge, totally depleted, 
I just needed to be with him. And he was right there. There have been times I've had to say no to people's kind requests for help because I knew that if I didn't spend time with God, I wouldn't be of any use to anyone. But when we're loved in that holy place and take the time alone with our Savior, everything becomes possible again. When Jesus came to the home of Mary and Martha, he demonstrated his will to be with every one of us. If you know someone who is struggling with all that's happening, why not share this message with them from our webpage, lifejourneys.us. Also, we'd appreciate your spreading the word. You can also find us on Facebook and share a link. Thanks for listening and have a great day.